When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Pants Party. I'm your host, Harrison Starr, joined as always by Ben Ross. Ben, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing great. Back in the home state of Minnesota. Always got some good lake, lake, lake time this 4th of July. Got a very unique sunburn on my torso. Not totally sure <coughs> how it happened. Um, so right now we're nursing ourselves for that. No sleep on our stomach which is fine unless you're a stomach sleeper like myself. Um, other than that, I guess, you know, same old, same old. So you mentioned the sunburn, and this is actually a random topic that I had saved for later because we're recording this on Wednesday, July 7th, right after the Mike O'Reilly Duncan, uh, Ducker news. Um, but sunburn and tan lines is a topic that uh, I have thought about way too much lately and i think there are like three distinct bad tan lines or sunburns but do you want to hear them that i have i do and i'm gonna i'll tell you why you're wrong after i hear them but yeah okay so the the first one i i don't think it's number one but it's a bad one and it's one that i'm guilty of it is the the watch tan line as a result of uh, primarily Fitbits and Apple Watches and things like that. So to me, that's one of the three. Humble brag, you own a watch. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokes. <laughs> the other one, I, I don't know if we want to bucket all golf-related ones, but I'm going to. And it's like the golf glove, the hat tan line, especially if um, – you have a shaved head or something like that. Um, and then I think the high sock tan line, those are maybe the three combined into golf related. Uh, the hat tan line. I mean, that's your own fault. You need to, when you apply sunscreen, you take off your hat when you do it. I'm a veteran of this. Uh, the sock, <laughs> the sock. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I thought you were going to, those are all tan lines. I thought you were going to say sunburns. Um, mm. In which case, you know, that's a whole different can of worms. And I'm not sure if we can open it now if you want. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess the, the sock one I is whatever. Watch Tamlin, I guess, as a very fair-skinned individual. I And I do wear quite watches. I've never, that's never happened to me. I can't say I've experienced that. <laughs> that. That's fair. I guess I go running in like the middle of the day. So I do I do this to myself, Ben. And, and I guess watch, I don't own a fit watch i or a smart watch i only wear watches as a see this is the, the a, real humble brag statement. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah well i mean i've got i've got plenty of fitness smart watch takes too that the world isn't ready to hear okay okay and i guess this is the one that is an actual sunburn and it's one that happens to me way too often it's the one that is like the high thigh one where um 
you have whatever <laughs> whatever swim sh- shorts you have, and then you end up like not getting high enough. And I've done this has happened to me multiple times, where then I have like almost an ombre situation where the sunburn turns into a tan, and then it turns into white high thigh, and then it turns into more tan lower leg. So those are the three that I have. I I mean yeah. So I do, I do run and my running shorts are, they're, I think a five inch inseam. the very first run of the season this year for me, I'll distinctly remember it was <laughs> such a, such a rude awakening for my, the lower half of my body. Um, and I'm, and now I think I've got very nice, um, toned, uh, legs after, you know, putting in that work uh, outside toned as in skin tone, not definition uh muscle definition um that's coming probably never but um yeah i suppose i do the anecdote i did want to tell i was waiting for you on the sunburn is you're looking at someone who's been to the emergency room for sunburns so um you know i i am ready to hear any and all takes uh, about that i've i've just been so conditions because there's a history of skin cancer in my family to like over apply and it's like i sometimes i slip a little bit but normally i i've got a nice i'm starting to to get a nice tan but normally it it takes a long time a lot of hours in the sun because i you know spf probably screwed it a little bit with the 30 to 50 um but yeah, I always try and be be cognizant of that. The one tan line I do stand, um, Ben Ross, is the Chaco tan line. I stand that. I think that's the one that you hate. That's um, that would be my prediction. What is a Chaco tan line? So the oh, so I'm I'm introducing you to Chacos. So they're like the Z shaped sandals that strap. So then you get a tan line. So like. I have really thin feet, so it doesn't do you, necessarily do work this? for me. C H A C O, and um, that is one that I always aspire to have by the end of the year. Oh my god, you yeah. ladies! Yeah, Ben. See, see, this is just this is and just anti southernism. Oh, that's and what I this can't is happening. Get a, you're married. You got you got a kid, and I can't get a text back. And you wear these. My wife wears them too. Oh it's a my lifestyle, my friends. God. It's a lifestyle. Okay. Oh my this screams I have a subscription to a local museum. Or membership to a local museum. <laughs> um <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It's <laughs> we did have one, so I guess you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's I actually right before COVID, I was actually about to become a member at the Art Institute, and then that that stopped me from happening. But it's fine; I get it. The point still stands. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I I knew it would be polarizing, and the fact that I just introduced you to them is incredible. Um, so the Micah Riley Ducker news. I I do have his name right. I don't know why I always am afraid of the names. But um, earlier tonight, he is a tight end out of the Omaha area, and he committed to um, Auburn. And I don't think it's necessarily 
a singular problem, but I think it is um, maybe indicative of a broader problem that I was perhaps a little naive to. Um, so I think maybe first we, we talk about what does not getting him mean? And then um, maybe the broader landscape and how it uh, affects Iowa um, more broadly speaking. So I know you have some takes on, on uh, him. So I, I'll go ahead and open up the floor to you. Yeah, I guess um, all my takes were prepared to be in response to your takes. So I guess oh, okay. it's fun. Yeah, but I, I can go first. doesn't really matter. I think the I haven't seen anything on Twitter yet. Uh, I or his commitment or anything. I had never heard it. I had to go back because I mean, where I spent the first few days of my vacation here in Minnesota is way up north at a lake, and I don't get any service, you know, whatsoever. So I, um, I missed the Tyler Barnes tweet. We'll be talking about later. I missed the MRD stuff. Is what we're going to call this guy. So I spent uh, a half hour today researching MR, MRD, watching his highlights. And, you know, first things first is, you know, he was a three-star recruit, uh, two, four, seven, and then he committed to Auburn and I was a four-star recruit. <laughs> so that's, that's first take is okay, whatever. <laughs> um, second take is, you know, oh, Iowa lost recruit to an SEC school. All right, cool. And, and like, he's from Omaha. So like, not even, I guess like local, but you know, not not from Iowa. I know he had a, a, like, and this is, I know there are pictures of him in Iowa gear at Kinnick from when he was younger. I apparently his, he has some sort of relationship with the Woods family, the Barwood as in the Woods, or his family does. I'm not sure what that is or how deep that goes. So I, I don't want to comment on that. Um, third, Iowa has five tight ends on the roster right now. Like, and Laporta could be all big 10 um, Lachey and Yelverton, for all we know, could be pretty great. Um, so there's that fourth. I don't know if it's three or four. Four. Um, wasn't super impressed by his recruiting tape. I, I mean, sophomore year, he had 17 catches. Um, so that's 2019. When, so it was a full season. He had 17 catches. Junior year, I think seven-game season is a little bit better, but still four touchdowns. I've never – and. I don't want to get into like player character stuff or anything, but I've never seen, I've watched a lot of <laughs> high school tape uh, at, at the pants. I've never seen, <laughs> I've never seen a player taunt the way I've seen MRD taunt. And I, have you, did you watch the tape on two, four, seven, his huddle, his huddle. And oh boy. like, it wasn't even for after, it wasn't even after touchdown catches or big catches and runs he would taunt, he would have a hundred pounds over a cornerback and, and pancake him and stand over him. You know, he would throw some illegal Brett Favre crackback blocks and then stand over the guy and taunt him. And I mean, fine. I, I, I if he came to Iowa, I would be standing for him hard. I'm just stating, telling saying what my eyes saw. Um, so I just don't really, have, have we ever talked about like led a show with a recruit before? So like, uh, maybe Xavier Foster. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Yeah. So, and that, and I think that's a whole different deal. I think Xavier Foster was much more um, uh, important. Is not the word. Um, the gravity of that situation, I, the, the the stakes were higher with Xavier Foster than this. Um, and then finally, which you'll probably bring up, probably bring up is 
you'll bring up the Barnes tweet, and then I'll comment on that. Um, but I, uh, there, I had one more thing rooting around in my brain. Oh, it was the NIL thing too. Is um, yeah, I guess you know the the so the spin zone is if it wasn't for NIL, and I again, I don't care, um, or I do care. I think it's good. The if it wasn't for NIL, he'd be going to Iowa. But because the the very first player who tweeted twelve on one a.m. was Bo Nix, Auburn's quarterback had a sponsorship from some sweet tea company in Alabama. <laughs> he was the very first person to capitalize on it. So, I mean, good for him. He probably saw that and then saw he could, you know, be making some money. Um, you know, there are some other takes where it's like he's already outgrown tight end or something. He was too big to play tight end, which is fake. But I, I don't know. Um, again, I, I just don't think it's really a, a big deal. Not, not worthy of leading our very own show, in, in my opinion, with him. Well, if if this were in the throes of a regular season football or basketball, I would absolutely agree with that. But this is the summer. We are searching for content. We have paired this back to an every other week deal. So we lead off with sort of I, big football news. I, I think the first 48 minutes of our last show were about Bo Burnham. So fine. You can. Yeah. Exactly. We'll we'll eat our our vegetables here. (laughs) So I think that the two things that I undoubtedly agree with is, hey, they lost him to an SEC school. And I lived in the Midwest the first 22 years of my life. I was so happy to get to Charlotte when I did because there are only so many Midwestern summers that you can handle. So go enjoy the sun. Go enjoy Auburn, even though it's – Alabama's Purdue, um, you know, it, it's it's what it is. It, it's the nature of the beast. I would feel much worse if it were Illinois that he had gone to, and I would feel um, if he had decided to go to Iowa State, I would have understood that a ton too because Iowa State, in my opinion, has done maybe even a better job of leveraging their tight ends in the past game. You go back to last year, um, three tight ends had over 18 catches, um, Charlie Kohler, you know, ranked ahead of um, Laporta in a lot of these things. So I, I would have, I understand Auburn. I would have understood Iowa State would have hated if he went to Illinois. So the the least of the evils because he'll, he'll go there and we'll kind of forget about him. Kind of like Ross Pierschbacker, um, the, the kid from Cedar Falls who went to Alabama, started all four years, very good lineman, but when when they operate in the SEC, unless like you're laser focused on um, seeing how this happens, then I, <laughs> I I don't know how you can continue to be mad about it. Um, the other thing that you you hammered that I will echo is Laporta. Number one, there's no guarantee that he leaves after this year being a junior. Then you have Yelverton Lachey and. They'll duke it out for two and three. I think there's only been one instance where Iowa has really strongly leveraged two tight ends, and that was in 2017 and 2018. And even that was full of its own drama. So um, I, I get it. There, you're going to be duking it out with a lot of guys. And even Josiah Miamin, who had his offseason turmoil. I, I think he's a high potential guy. He was someone who was recruited by Notre Dame, who puts a ton of tight ends in, in the NFL as well. So there are bodies 
I, I'm not concerned about that. And I'm not concerned about Iowa being able to go out and find a tight end at the 11th hour. Sam Laporta is case in point here. He was, I have this up. He was, um, uh, he officially visited Iowa December 14th and he committed December 18th. Um, after having, uh, let's see. Um, after having offers from Bowling Green and I believe Central Michigan. So like Iowa is going to be able to find a tight end. And I, I'm overall not concerned about that. Um, I wasn't even really like all that bent out of shape when Fedone decided to go to Nebraska. Um, you know, it's that that's just the, the ebbs and flows of recruiting. But I think the thing that is concerning is the Barnes tweet. Let me go ahead and pull it up um, because I, frankly, I just don't know who this is for, I guess is ultimately the, the point that I make. Uh, what he tweeted um, last week was uh, the amount of negative recruiting I've heard this month is laughable. Recruits, if a school has to negative recruit nonstop against one of your top choices, Stop and think for a second why they are wasting all that time rather than trying to show you what they are truly about. Now, the sentiment, he's right. Like, I mean, I get it. He's right. But when he tweets that, the the kids who hear him or the people who read that and take it in, it's not the recruits being like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. The people who read that where um, it has an impact is with coaches and recruiting coordinators that you're competing against recruits for, because this tells them that negative recruiting against Iowa is working. And it opens a door to a can of worms that I understand you're fighting that um, in, in the recruiting landscape, but it just shows, it shows that you have that weakness right now and everyone knows it now. And I think that that's just, that's just something I just don't get. Like, I, I just don't get why you would tweet that. And it comes off, it, it comes off a little willfully ignorant in a way. Like, why do you think I was being recruited against? Well, their offensive coordinator is the only employed uh, person uh, named on a lawsuit that still exists. So I, I just don't get it is really kind of what it comes down to. And it just kind of bugs me because it came after a strong week. Now, all things being considered, I think they would have liked to do a little better with the recruiting weekend. But it came after a week where they had three or four guys uh, commit. And I think that the the fact that they go out and kind of stifle that momentum, it just seems so silly to me. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't, you know, I, I I don't care about the Barnes tweet as much as others, I guess, you know, I do always say, you know, what do we say to the goddess of death, Harrison? What, uh, what do we say? I forget. Never tweet. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that is my first rule of Twitter is never tweet, but when you do have to tweet, frustrations come out. I couldn't tell you how many times I freaking tweeted 
um, at, you know, the person who represented my district where I grew up in Minnesota, um, politically <laughs> and deleted it before anything could happen. But, <laughs> you know, things like that, uh, it, it's just, it, it's just foolish. And I, you know, I mean, I, I get it, it's frustration. And I guess also at the same time, like, you know, f- kind of sort of find the lie. I think the Brian, the Brian Ferentz stuff is obviously justified not even from the i mean obviously you know the, the social issues the lawsuit things but from a football x's and o's standpoint more than anything you know the you know the, the fact that he's going to become our head coach when i mean his offenses haven't really done much ever is super you know concerning it's the knock you know um i think you know jonah said that you know it seems like that tweet was pointed directly at Ames. Um, which is, is whatever, um, again, you know, you know, who's five and oh against Matt Campbell, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz. So again, like, so I, I, which is why I don't think it's tweeted, tweeted, Twitter tweeted directly at Ames because like, you know, that, that record speaks for itself. Um, Jonah did say, you know, in Slack that it might've been directed at Illinois. They, Bielmo is maybe doing some dirty stuff. And then like, Somebody on a message board said, you know, they're, you know, they're saying Bielma has won everywhere he's been. It's like, no, he's not. He'd still be at Arkansas if he has won everywhere he's been. Like, that's, he, I think, he, didn't he win six games? The most games he won while in Arkansas in a season? I'll, I'll check, but memory serves they went to a Sugar Bowl. I swear to God. No. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm checking that out. The... So really, and you know, the, the other thing is, yeah, you know, negative recruiting, it, it happens everywhere. Um, this is just what you have to deal with. No, Arkansas. Oh, you're right. No, yeah. eight and five. They talked eight, out at eight and five. Went to the Liberty Bowl. Um, so yes. Totally wrong. Yeah. I would have remembered if Burt went to <laughs> goddamn, goddamn sugar bowl at Arkansas. Um, the thing I, that I did forget about. Um, that I looked up while you were talking earlier. And it actually, the thing that does make me angriest about this now we're talking about it is he's going to, this, this guy's going to Auburn, who, uh, it, 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 you know, because 2020 and early 2020 was memory hold so much, we kind of forget Auburn's got a brand new f- coach and their coaching search was an absolute and total disaster. If you recall, they fired, um, they fired uh, Gus Malzahn after, you know, I think six and four COVID year. And then they, they named the office of coordinator, Kevin Steele, the head coach, remember? And then it, the boosters revolted so hard that they had to go and get Brian Harson, who I think is going to, is a good coach. Uh, Boise state guy um, went 12 and two in 2019, eight and in the mountain West, you know, again, he's been at Boise state since 2014, assembled a 69 and 19 record there. Um, and basically brought on his entire um, entire staff with him to Auburn. You know, I'm looking up there who their tight ends coach is now. It's some guy named Brad Bedell, who, who's who been uh, with Harson since 2017 um, and, and sort of just bouncing around college ranks since. So, I mean, I don't know enough about him. You know, he's no LeVar Woods or whatever. But it, I guess it, the, the, the fact that he's going to this sort of unstable program in – <laughs> where you have to play Alabama every year and Georgia and lose those games. I mean, okay, fine. You, you do you, but you no, know, going back to the Barnes thing, 
I know you have some other recruiting takes. Maybe you'll say them here. Maybe you won't. But my whole thing is Iowa will be fine. You know, we, lo- we lose out on these players every single year. Um, it's not, and it's, again, it's not drastic. We don't need, it's not like other, it's not nearly as bad as um, Texas, in my opinion. It's not nearly as bad. I think Pierce Bocker, you mentioned earlier, was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad from a talent perspective. You know, obviously we would have used him, but Pierce Bocker made the right choice. Iowa will always be fine on the offensive line. Um, it's not as bad as say, I'm trying to think of other big recruiting battles. Iowa has lost recently out, you know, in football, um, where we well, really, maybe, maybe Martin, um, Karan Higdon. Oh, Higdon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Higdon, I think was a product of Texas or he's coming on the heels of that. Right. Because we really, really, really needed a running back. I think I Higdon, was 20, Higdon was 2016, I think in Texas was 2015. I thought it was Higdon was 2014 and I, but I mean, to your point, even that played out right because yeah. Higdon decommitted and Iowa went out and got after Modley. So like uh, I, I share your sentiment. Like I'm not going to take a, a broader thing on, on the recruiting. I think it's a bad point in time, but also like it, it's what it is. You know, you can't get bent out of shape whether you're a blogger or a recruiting coordinator or a head coach when an 18-year-old decides not to play for you. I mean, that's just kind of what what I come down to. And, like, I'm not going to make a broad assessment on this class until, you know, the, the haze in the barn, so to speak, as I've probably already said this podcast. And, you know, we see how it – the 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 season plays out and if there's an impact one way or the other and as it pertains to the tight end position i i have so little concern there to the point that it's probably staring at the the goddess of death right um but i think it's translating a little bit to defensive back because i was thinking about it from this perspective is iowa turns all these two and three star defensive backs and creates like uh, NFL ready cornerbacks and safeties. They just do. And the the take has always been, why can't they recruit um, better talent to that position? And I was thinking about uh, what season was it? It would have been maybe 2018. So 2018 was, I believe DJ Johnson, Julius Brents, and uh, the kid out of St. Louis who's actually still on the team that I can't think of his name, Dallas Craddeth. Craddeth. They, yeah. They're on. They're on the 2017-28 time frame, and they're as good of defensive back recruits as Iowa has ever had, short of Cooper Dijon. And who's the guy who rises out of that? Riley freaking Moss. Mm-hmm. So like the 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 recruiting stars only mean so much. And like, and Jack, and Jack Kerner. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, 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 you know, you, you look back to tight end recruiting in the past and it's like TJ Hawkinson, he goes and he plays scout team and he wows there. And like, I was such a, they're so married to like this developmental process that I don't think you'll see a situation like Miami, like presumably what's happening at Auburn, where there's this blanket endorsement for um, 
athletes to have of some type of boosters business and it grants them $500 a month, $6,000 that they didn't have before. And I just don't think that Iowa is really going to operate that way where they're going to move the needle in recruiting from a name image likeness standpoint. I, I, I almost view Iowa as kind of like the, an anti NIL type of program and that they'll kind of seek out guys who aren't doing it for the dollars. And like, this is not a shot at people seeking out that money because they're should, they, they should be cognizant of it. Um, but I'm thinking about like, would a Micah Riley Ducker feel comfortable going in and playing scout team for a year? Like, I mean, I, I think that that's probably part of the the calculus that went to his head and whatever name and image likeness stuff that he may be able to get at Auburn. It's not like becoming an NFL tight end is a guarantee at Iowa. It just isn't. And, um, you know, there are only so many spots where guys can play immediately and turn that into money. Because what I, I was thinking about is Noah Fant in 2018 probably would have been a name image likeness darling. And um, I wonder if there's like just the, the, the characteristics that name image likeness, it just, runs counter to kind of the way Kirk Ferentz is. And this may be his biggest hurdle. Um, and maybe, maybe he retires sooner than, than I thought. Cause I still think 2030 is on the table. Uh, if he weathers kind of the storm in terms of the, I mean, he's weathered the cultural stuff, but um, you know, may, maybe he coaches for a couple of years and he realizes, Oh, this isn't, what I want to do, I want to go and uh, be an offensive line coach for Brian at uh, FCS school um, to be determined. So uh, we'll see. I'm not, I, but ultimately I don't think it's one recruit does not a class make. And I, I think that goes for um, MRD and it even went for like, you know, Benjamin, but the fact that he took, three or four guys with him was, was the issue. So uh, uh, maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, you say, you say be on the scout team for one year, probably two years if you go to Iowa. And now I'm, now I'm looking at, you know, Auburn's roster of tight ends. They only have two, they have two tight ends who are seniors and the rest are all sophomores, including Jake Fromm's brother as a tight end. Did you know that there? Um you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, which of these guys, who, which of these tight ends are walk-ons, but one, two, three, four. I mean, there's only five tight ends in the roster period. Whereas there at Iowa, there's four tight ends who could reasonably play in the next three years. So, you know, it, it just, it, 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 it makes sense. It just does. And again, it'd be way different if he went to Nebraska or Iowa State or Illinois, but it's Auburn. It's SEC. It's yeah, you, you brought up the, the the sheer number. Iowa has the, the four that we've talked about, and then they have one, two, three, uh, four, five other ones. So, like, I mean, 
Yeah, there's at, five. At worst case, a Nate Weeding type will emerge from that bunch. Like <laughs> it's just the way it works. There, like when 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 he steps onto campus, if they take let's say they take one more tight end in this class, they probably won't, but maybe they will. I don't know. Um, there'll be you know he'll be one of he'll there'll still be five tight ends there, and he'll be one of them. So it's 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 whatever. That is a, a great sentiment to to end on, Ben, because I think we're we're ultimately both there. Uh, the longer takes, we'll we'll see on. I'm not gonna. I guess I did predict something a little bit with Ferens, but I, ultimately, it's what it is. You can't get Ben out of shape. Um, we briefly talked about name, image, likeness, and it is a little slow moving. And I will say, I Jordan Bohannon started off with a bang. I hate myself for making that pun. Um, but what you're seeing with at least a lot of um, football players uh, and basketball players, they're doing the cameo stuff. They're doing the vid sig stuff and trying to churn out, um, you know, $15, $20 a pop for shout outs to uh, people's friends and family. Uh, I have not seen anything big in terms of um, like team wide deals. Again, like I, I don't think I have my takes. I, I'm curious to see if Hyvee gets involved at all. Um, but will I, I don't see Iowa trying to cultivate that type of um, dollar base. Uh, and then I think that the big ones are Spencer Lee and Caitlin Clark, and they remain a little quiet um, looking to, to find the right things. Yeah. Especially in Kaylor Carker is interesting. Um, I think maybe we'll probably see more things as their seasons get closer. Um, I suppose I haven't seen anything on any Iowa football players, you know, get anything yet. Um, I think, I think a question you had posed in our show notes was, you know, which player on Iowa would be what, the most popular, most uh, lucrative, I guess, biggest name. And like, I feel like this is made for Tyler Goodson. If he ends up, you know, um, comes off to a really hot start and, you know, is in, you know, all big 10 consideration and all that. Um, I'm not sure which, you know, we were seeing like places in Arkansas and Miami, like barbecue places sponsoring entire offensive lines. I'm not sure if Jimmy Jacks has that type of capital. To, to throw around if, if Jimmy Jacks is still around even. I know the pit's gone. Um, like, you know, Iowa right now just doesn't have, you know, I feel like, you know, Davion Nixon, he could have probably gotten something last year from somewhere. Um, we'll see what happens with Hankins this year. I don't, like, I just don't know. We'll see what happens with, hell, even um, Charlie Jones, you know, special teams, you know, we could, I think we'll see some, maybe some special teams types of types of thing going on. Um, you know, just things like that. I, th- I think the two names that you left off to me, the no brainers are uh, Tyler Lindebaum and Tori Taylor. I I'm yeah super curious to see if anything happens with one of those um, guys, I, I also think uh, Rob Donaldson. He put together that picture for us uh, way back when the bomb squad. I think they're you oh know, yeah, Lonnie Potabom involved. Uh, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, Spencer Lee did do something with 
blank stool uh, part of their uh, oh really athlete program. Uh, what that means, genuinely don't know. Um, but uh, I thought they were targeting only one moving. Ben, uh, that was something that I was sensing a trend of before, and it seemed it's skeezy. Like I mean, Port, Port, Portnoy is a skis, so like it, it it makes sense for him to have done that. The the funniest thing I saw though was come and go. They were. They, I know. That, I saw tweet? This, this tweet this morning. I think wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, they tweeted, and it was just pictures of people with the last <laughs> name K K U M in it, and it was incredible. And it was players from like 2014. Yeah. Not nobody yeah. even current. So I thought it just wasn't. It felt felt, you know, poor good idea, poor execution. Like come and go. We will we'll uh be on the search for that for for come and go. Um. I guess the other thing, so I get part of what NIL opens up is like the, the YouTube channel. Um, that's, that's, I think where Tyler Goodson is trying to generate some money. Um, and then once again, I, I mentioned him at the top, Jordan Bohan, and he has a Patreon, um, 22 subscribers as of earlier today, which is about the amount I would have expected, even if um, he he probably would have expected more. And he did have. I, I it seemed like he was selling a lot of T-shirts. I don't know though. Like that's the thing about the the fashion game. It seems potentially high risk if you do not land it, and then you're stuck with like a thousand thanks for the mem shirts. Did you see the 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 thing that? I'm pulling my hair out hair out about is the Graham Mertz, you know, that the, he's created a yes. logo for himself and to put out the video with, I got five on it. Imagine what a good quarterback could garner. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the year, he threw two interceptions against Iowa. Like, and lost. He was the first Wisconsin quarterback to lose to Iowa since I've been blogging about Iowa. So that's hilarious. That that is a fact that makes me really sad. Yeah, I know. Not not just blogging <laughs> since I've been a student since I've been an Iowa fan. I this is the first time Wisconsin. I was beating Wisconsin since 2010. No, years. 2015. 2015. Oh, you're right. God damn it. Yeah, that game. That game. Oh, um, uh, so one. I actually have to say the Graham Mertz logo. I love. It is ridiculous. It's like a a cube almost like it's a, it's a GameCube. It, it is a GameCube logo. That's what it is. It's, it's incredible. And I, I do, I have to give credit to Jordan Bohan. And I think that that is a very clean logo where the J and a three make the B and then zero or the O. So like I'm here for what's being put out. I am. I still, I, uh, a axiom that I had without realizing I had um, is one that Anthony Jeselnik maybe a year or two ago, he put out into the ether and his, his mindset is never to buy a Jersey for someone younger than you. And I just don't know that I can do that. Now I'm just, I'm just not a Jersey guy anymore. I'm not sure I can um, pull that off. You've already roasted me for the Chacos and, uh, you know, h- how I have those and somehow I'm married. 
Um, I think a jersey would. Yeah, I just can't do it. I just can't. I just can't justify that. Yeah, I'm not. Or or uh, or college player merch. It's it's a personal choice. I'm not going to shame anyone for doing it. It's it's your money. Um, but I just know that don't know if I can pull the trigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, shoot, yeah, it's, I was going to riff on something you said. Um, uh, younger I, buying a jersey, younger than no. I mean, I, I'm not a jersey. I'm a I'm a shirt. I'm very pro jersey. Mm. Um, trying to think the last if I own any jerseys, I own like you know rugby jerseys but there's nobody's names on them for Ireland. um yeah you know it's just different i guess the uh, clothing's a tough tough racket to get into you know it's wonder it's not and it's not like can i don't think these kids can like partner with the schools to sell their shit in the bookstore can they like is that being worked out like because that's that's where they're gonna make their money yeah that's 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 to be determined i did see one interesting thing was Brock Purdy and Cyclone Fanatic. That's who he's selling his merch through, um, which was interesting. It was Brocktober, so like, can can you wear that not in the month of October? So that that's my question to it. But that, that's unnecessary snark. Oh, he's so um, lucky. He's so lucky that they don't play Iowa in, in October. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so i think that but I, they, they have to be able to allow it or or maybe what you see is you see um athletes partner with those uh university bookstores or whatever they already screen print a thousand different shirts what's what would be any different to throw in some guy's name on the back of purdue football or like iowa football whatever it is so Probably to be determined on that, I, w- I would presume. Yeah, like how many I'll never – I mean, my very first tailgate I saw at Iowa in 2010 was like saw millions of Run DJK shirts, you know, things like that. I'd wear that. I'd wear. I'd buy one of those in a heartbeat. Oh, man, DJK, do you think they bring back the, the J. Quilianus 15 jersey? Would no, they do that? No, they would not. Absolutely not. Not in Kirk Ferentz's not, Iowa not, okay. not as long as Not as long as there's a Ferentz on staff. <laughs> Uh, what would be, I think that there was Tate Frazier. He tweeted out like they need to start selling the, the throwback jersey. Retroactively uh, paid. Yeah. To, to me, I think the, the one I would consider is like one of the eighties basketball players, whether it's BJ Armstrong or, uh, Ronnie Lester. Ronnie, Ronnie I think a really easy choice. Yeah. I think that would be – I could justify that because, you know, I could rock the um, basketball jersey over the dress shirt. I, I feel like that's going to be a huge thing <laughs> on uh, Gucci Row, as uh, Dan Dockich calls it. That's funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I would probably – since, you know, your, your, your fandom dates back further than mine, I'd probably just have to go Zach McCabe, you know favorite okay <laughs> just go as goony go, go as goony as possible um drew out would have been a good one epinesa is i think an easy one especially you know i think i'm you know see uh, sort of how they do post uh post iowa too you know a couple years 10 years from now rocking myself a throwback luca garza script iowa jersey 
tasty. Yeah, I, I mean, I, those the yellow jerseys are incredible. There was um, Flipkowski; he was a recruit that visited Iowa, and they just look. Anyone can pull them off, as far as I'm concerned. They are just the cleanest jerseys of all time. And maybe it helps that, like, I mean, he's the, this jacked 6'9 guy. But I, I'm feeling myself. I think I could pull, pull it off. I, I, I'm not sure I could do it without without a, an undershirt, though, a.k.a. a, a button-down. Or the Chacos, you know. Yeah, or the, yeah Chacos in an Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa. I mean, that's the exciting thing is, like, Festival culture is just going to go through the roof. Um, that's all these kids wear. At, that is uh, so funny. Yeah. Ever, the one time I went to Lollapalooza must have been, God, 20, let's say like 2016. So many powder blue Tyler Hansbrough jerseys. Oh. Just, you know, everybody, or my, even especially in Chicago, powder blue Michael Jordan UNC jerseys. Like, oh. it's all kids yeah. wear. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, weird for the Hansbro thing to have existed. I just I don't know. I think uh, Chicago's a little more ACC than people think. Well, it's a big city, so it's got yeah everything. Everybody, yeah. It's Rosemont where you have to find the Big Ten HQ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we wanted to close it down a little bit because I, I think we hit kind of what what I wanted to hit. Um, just because there wasn't like we're searching for content, a little Fourth of July recap. You alluded to a Lake Day or Lake Weekend. H- how did that treat you? Other than the sunburn, fine. I think this is like six years in a row going up to my friend's lake house. It's always good time, good crew. You know, crew gets a little bit bigger every year because uh, you know my friends start bringing their wives and girlfriends, and so this year it was. Some people got married, some people got a girlfriend, and then uh, Ben Ben was relegated to, uh, normally I have myself my own room or my own bed, and this year I got the cot in the hallway because... Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Ben's, ben, ben, as alluded to earlier, can't get a text back, um, which is fine. It's how life goes. It didn't, didn't make my weekend any worse, just, uh, uh, you know, we're getting older and I'm staying put, but it's great weather, really hot up in Minnesota. Bummer, uh, there was a no, we had fireworks, but there was a no, um, no, no, like no bonfire notice out because it's been so dry, Minnesota. Uh, oh, yeah. And so we did abide by that. I'm not sure. I mean, our neighbor, the neighbors up there did not. Um, but like s'mores are my number one favorite dessert and we couldn't, couldn't get those. And I didn't create a stink. Um, maybe some of their girlfriends who did though. Uh, but no, I can avoid that. <laughs> I can avoid that headache. Um, it's great, you know, on the lake all day, wakeboarding, drinking games, hammer schlagen. What's hammer schlagen? Is that the literally the hammer and the nail? Yeah, hammer and, and the, the nail wood. And, the, and the wood stump, yeah. Maybe that's we we have a couple stumps. Maybe I need to repurpose repurpose one, turn it into a hammer schlagen stump. It is it is the best drinking game. It is so good. What was, have you seen the drinking game where it's four player, um, it's like four player flip cup basically. And you flip the cup and if you land it, you move it forward. So you need to hit, um, three more than the person you're opposite. So it's like a grid 
oh man, your friends need to get on TikTok. That one's a lot of fun, but you probably have too many people for it. That's that's ultimately so. what, what that probably came down to. Um, for me, it was just hoping and praying that the um, sound machine would uh, keep Elliot asleep. We had it going as loud as possible because our neighborhood, it's not even like it was one of the more rowdy neighborhoods, but um, fireworks just going off all the time from like eight to probably 1030. So we're probably lucky in that respect. Um, but there was one instance, Ben, I did want to bring this up and it was a firework, which misfired like two houses down. So it just is like, um, laying on the street, spinning around, and then it exploded. And it's like, you realize how high up in the air these fireworks happen? Because when it's 20 yards away from you, it is so much louder than however high it explodes in um, in the night sky or day sky, but, you know, typically night sky. He did not wake up, for the record. So that was oh. that was a huge win for us. I feel like fireworks were much more important this year than they ever had been before across the country. And I'm not sure why, but I mean, whatever I'm for it. I have nothing against them. Um, I, I, I don't know because I, maybe it's the fact that there were not fireworks shows last year. So everyone felt the need to mm-hmm. put on their own. Um, but that's what was weird because last year I would say our neighborhood was actually 10 to 15% more firework heavy. It was definitely extending later into the night um, than it would have otherwise. And I think part of that is people went to the show and then came back and launched them um, and didn't just buy a ton of fireworks and launch them all off. Yeah. Tell you what, being so the fireworks show was on the third on the lake uh, where I was and being oh, yeah. out on the lake at, you know, nine thirty at night with all the boats out there was pretty cool moment felt, uh, you know, it was a little vindicating vindicating for what? I don't know, but it, it was uh, sort of nice to be air quotes back in that regard. Yep. 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 Oh, one, two things to, to close off because I know I had set them up. Mm. Fast and the Furious 9. Did you have you seen a movie yet in uh the theaters? How many fast movies do you think I've seen, Harrison? You've seen zero, Ben. Yep. So, I mean, obviously we're not gonna have any discussion about it, but I just want to say it was exactly what I wanted for a 12 noon showing of <laughs> Dom and his family. <laughs> it, it, and here's like my advice try and avoid it. But my advice to um, young families is when your child's in daycare, take a long lunch one time, go with you and your spouse and watch a movie while your kid's at daycare. And it was kind of liberating. It was incredible. And then the other thing, Ben, is Mario Golf. And that is a blast and a half. Um, it's too easy. Like that's just the way it goes when you are doing the button controls. Um, but it remains fun. It remains fun. Like I almost shot 
I'm a shot an 18 under um, with little Bowser Jr. Um, exciting times in, in the star household. So I am. Uh, the problem is it's tough for me to buy it or to get a game right now just because it's summer weather is nice and I was really close to buying it and now I mentioned to you before the pod my parents have moved to a new apartment building in Minnesota of sorts and uh this is my first time they just moved like a month ago and this is my first time here and so I was getting a little tour and they have like a a, this sequence like this hidden little like room and this building's brand new too the the building just opened up in February or March um and I open it up and there's this giant screen in there and above you is this module and in the corner is a computer and I fire it up and it's a goddamn golf simulator, my parents' building. So I, I got a quick 18 in last night at Bandon Dunes and as soon as we hop off this podcast, I'm going to check out how TPC Sawgrass is looking <laughs> on this fine evening. Um, and it's awesome. This I've done a golf simulator before. It's like whatever, but like this mat is like the, mo- the closest thing I've ever seen to, to like real grass can stick like you, you play with a real tee. Like it's not a shitty little range tee you would normally have. And above you, the camera, it show after you, every shot you make, it shows you your, your swing, the video of your swing. So when, whenever I duff it, which is every time it shows me where, where I duffed it and how, and your swing speed, it's like going to uh, like a club champion and getting a swing assessed. So I know you're not as big of a golfer as I am, but it's a very, very nice toy for me to play with at my parents' new building. That's fantastic, Ben. I'm actually super happy for you. I think that my problem with golf is I, towards the end of college, I got super into it and I realized how much work it was going to take for me to be even decent. And I'll get out, I'll enjoy 18, but I was so bad and getting so mad at this that I'm like, this is going to take years off my life in a way that I'm not prepared to lose at the ripe old age of 21, 22. And that like, it's not a shot. I, I understand how people enjoy it, but that just didn't jive with my personality at the time. Um, but that would be the type of thing that gets me back into it. Cause like, I love going out to a top golf. Like we haven't, I haven't top been to one in probably it's, it's so 18 fun. months, top but it's just a blast. It's so fun. It's so much fun. And I, I love that you're able to see how you mess up every single shot. That mm-hmm. has to be simultaneously helpful and just not helpful at all. Well, well I don't need a camera to tell me what my eyes already do. Um, it's, it's just, <laughs> it, it's funny to, it's just, it's nice to see, you know, more than anything, it's, cool to see my swing speed is 100 miles per hour slower than Bryson DeChambeau's and, <laughs> and things like that but um it's a nice little toy they all out so under like this module or like where the, there's like a computer in the corner and under it too I saw there's like a, a volleyball and a football and everything and it's like a computer program and there's like a football game on here too so it's like I imagine there's a game where you play quarterback or something I'm gonna maybe I'll check that out tonight I don't know it's like it's crazy. I'm not sure what I would compare it to, but I've never seen anything like it before. That'll be fantastic, Ben. You'll, you'll have to report back. Um, I will. Whenever we get back together, whether it's two weeks or a week, I can't imagine so much happens in the next week that, that we decided to to hop on the sticks again. I'm going up even further up North 
next week too. So oh, then yeah, my not sure what my uh, connection is going to be like up there. Ah, gotta love the the producing at the end of the podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's it, man. I, I, now that you now that you mentioned that you have uh, a nice little, <laughs> I have, um, a tea, I have a tea time. You have a tea time. <laughs> so, g- got, gotta let you get off and, uh, and enjoy had, it. At eight oh five p.m. in Minnesota, yeah. Alrighty, man. I will talk to you later for Ben Ross, for uh, myself, Harrison Starr, uh, Go Hawks, and for the Bachelorette. 